Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Dad's Perspective on Parenting Styles. We have four thoughtful, involved, and devoted dads at the square table today. Peter Berger, Ben Rosenberg, Grant Barros, and Joshua Sean. Peter chose this topic as a dads-only conversation, and I can't wait to hear what he's been thinking about. It's always fascinating to hear about the differences that parents bring to families and to raising children. We know that different parents bring different styles and different perspectives. We also know that children respond differently to different parents, to dads and moms, to different roles, to different routines, to different ways of interacting in the world. And we know that parenting partnerships can get complicated trying to get everyone on one page with one vision. But let's hear from Peter about his dad's perspective for him for his two little ones. Peter, take it away. So this is this is a topic that bothers me a little bit because I think I'm a I think I follow my wife's lead and I don't actually speak for myself sometimes when I think that there are certain things that should be done differently. Um, I come from a family of four boys with a father. And the, the, his style really didn't appeal to me because, you know, I was the fourth son. I was the last son, so he had already wasted all of the first three and all of his style on those three and then me. So I didn't really have a, a good way and a good knowledge of, of figuring out what I was going to do. And when I became a parent for the first time with my first son... It was great for the first year, and then he developed the word no, and it all backfired on me. Um, and you know, we're working with him, and and we have amazing teachers here, and so I wanted to you know find out from other fathers how you know their style is and what they use to either a diffuse a situation or. Um, if they're in the middle of a situation, how to deal with a two-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old. I have an eight-month-old at home, and, you know, he's watching. And they're very astute, and they, very, and they watch everything. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You can say one thing, and then the next day my son says, you know, absolutely. I go, well, how did you learn that? You're two-and-a-half. Well, he's heard it. So, you know, for me and my wife, it's very hard for us to, you know, we have to really be careful as to what we say because it just shows up. You know, an old comedian said that he repeated something that was vulgar, and the next day the son from the back seat said the same word. He goes, "Whoa, hold on, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that." So it's very hard to do that. But you know, as far as disciplining, and 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 uh, and putting the you know and, and diffusing the situation, and making sure that the, that my child is really high strung tries to calm down and self soothe. It's it's hard. And I wanted a different perspective to know, you know, if I'm, and now I'm not going to say that I'm the perfect parent, I'm absolutely not, and, and you know, I want to make sure that, you know, what my thought process is, is what, you know, everybody's thought process can be. I love or it. Or is that way. What I'm hearing and what I love is, how do you make the choices to be a different kind of parent than either or one of your parents? Right. And then... You're actively in this process of self-defining who, what kind of dad you want to be, what kind of dad you are, right. and looking at that mirror. So I'm going to go to Grant, because he's got the youngest um, of the oldest at the table. <laughs> I've got the youngest, and, and I'm objectively the least qualified sitting here at this table to discuss uh, parenting. I'm sitting at the table with uh, gentlemen that have uh, between two and four children. I only have one myself, but uh, I've thought about 
The day they were born, the day each one is born, you're qualified. <laughs> it's it's just given to on a platter, I promise. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, uh, my son is only uh, about a year and a half. So at this point, we're just getting into the point in life where he's able to uh, comprehend, um, or I believe he's able to comprehend discipline-type uh, 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 discipline, discipline type issues or, 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 or understand that I'm trying to communicate to him how to act and how not to act, at least. And uh, I've, I've had to think how to do that. Uh, I grew up in a household where uh, my parents or my father's approach was basically do as I say, not as I do. And uh, I, d- I didn't think that that was an approach that I wanted to take. Uh, I don't think it w- worked very well. Instead, it's, it's very important for me to try to show him that, uh, try to show him how I think and expect him to act and the values I expect him to have. And those values are essentially uh, respect other people and be kind. And I think from there, um, and, and, and try to, uh, uh, try to um, let me back up, just to be kind. And I think from there we can figure out problem as, uh, problems as they come. But, but, you know, having some type of personality where you're not gracious or humble or something like that. And, of course, that's something that he'll grow into in later years. But I want to develop that foundation to make sure he's humble, gracious, kind. And from there we'll build on uh, what we uh, hope he'll, he'll, he'll grow into. I'm going to ask you a question about you and Holly. Um, yes. in the in your parenting styles on the same page not on the same page but before I'll give you a second to think about that because I am here to support finding your new way and and I think that generation generationally this is a big change when I wrote the book entitlement free child I don't want to go back to pre-entitlement to children should be seen and not heard the children should respect blindly the children should not have their own voice so I want them to have voice I want them to have choice I want them to know who they are I want them to be really assertive in that but it's not a me mine now world and so what we're juggling is how do we do that with delayed gratification with understanding that I'm good for my promises I, I can give you stability security predictability um, and I will still be the grown-up in the room first of all because two-year-olds four-year-olds ten-year-olds twelve-year-olds don't always make the best decisions for themselves but if we're on the same side as them not in opposition to them we can really guide and teach in the best way and then entitlement free bigger than entitlement is I'm also part of something bigger than myself so the kindness is I'm part of a family I'm respectful to my parents because I care about their feelings um, and I know Joshua has a lot to say about emotional literacy and and a lot of that problem-solving so it is this balance between the old way but I think maybe and we can come back to see if this comes into the picture as well is that whole idea of being a dad is such a powerful role sometimes. You think, I'm supposed to know this. They're supposed to respect me. I'm supposed to have all the answers. I'm supposed to be in control and in charge. And deep breath, because that's the biggest awakening of parenting. And yeah, it doesn't happen. You, you, you only, you know, you're a partner. You, you right. are the most important teacher. But if you go for control power, you've lost a thousand times over. But now, um, so you're making this journey in a very positive way, it seems. Um, do you feel like you're coming into your identity as yeah. this father? Well, uh, well, I'm I'm learning uh, myself, or I'm I'm I want to be there to uh, play all those roles that you just mentioned. To be there as the leader, the one who's supposed to show him the way, have all the answers, help him when he needs help, uh, grow. But where I'm finding and realizing my own limitations is that I have trouble, you know, putting the boundaries on him. And that's where Holly comes in much better, much better than me when, when I'm around or when he's around, uh, it's about playtime for the most part. And, uh, he's coming to an age where we have to start realizing there needs to be some boundaries. He can't just go around tugging the dog's tail anymore. He's, he's, he's doing it to get a rise out of the dog as opposed to just having a, a muscle reaction, like maybe when he was five months exactly. old. So it, it's time that uh, we, I have to start recognizing that and start uh, dealing with, with those things. And and, and that they'll love you that. and respect you as yeah. you come into this new limit-setting stage. Okay, Ben, take it away. Um, 
Well, to answer Peter's question, you yeah. know, how do you manage this? <laughs> well, I don't know. I kind of have the same question. I, uh, you know, I, I don't know. If I, I don't Thank know. goodness. I don't know if I have the answer to that. Um, I mean, I. What's your uh, perspective on it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I came, I kind of came from a, a I had a a very different father, I think, than you did. My my dad was very he's like a was a real hippie type of guy, and uh, uh, you know, he kind of. He let me get away with some more stuff, especially when I was really young. And I mean, I, I, I probably, I think I might have told you this story once before, but uh, he he took me to see uh, RoboCop in the uh, the movie theaters when I was five years old. And that to this day is the most violent movie I've ever seen in my life. And I, you know, the fact that I'm here and a functioning member of society after going through such a traumatic you know, event is unbelievable. <laughs> and, uh, I, I'll compare stories with you after the podcast. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. and because that, you turned into a very protective, yeah. safe parent. Well, it, it's always on the... And like, I'm t- did you I, see RoboCop 2? Uh, yeah, I, I, I did, like two, <laughs> two years later. Yeah. I was like seven years old and I saw oh, that one. Right. And I was watching, I remember my mother saw me watch it. She goes, turn that off. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, so... Uh, I, I always ha- and I always think of I think about that that moment every day when I'm doing something because I think about what's on the TV and I don't want them, you know, the kids to to see something inappropriate. They could, you know, I don't want them to see violence. I don't want them to see bad language. I mean, I'm always, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm always, you know, Jen and I are always kind of having the same argument. She's she puts these movies on and I, I say what's the rating on this movie and she goes PG I'm like PG he's <laughs> two PG that's you know G that's that's acceptable and 90% of these Disney movies I can't believe these movies are for kids there's something horrible happens and every someone dies in every single one of them uh, uh, an animal dies a parent dies it, 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 shooting cars too I mean my son yeah, does it I'm like yeah. what are you doing everybody's got guns everywhere you go everyone's got got a gun and it's just so I'm always trying to you know I'm, I'm kind of that that type of parent so is your struggle that um I mean because this isn't this does involve mothers and it does involve society and it does involve everything but it's like here if I could just do this on my own in my bubble it would be perfect that, I say that you know all the like time. I could I say, hand I could yeah, manage it all I could and yeah. the reality is people <laughs> and life and the world keeps putting stuff in that exactly. bubble that you don't want in there. Yeah, you know, like people come to visit, mm-hmm. I, and you can't. Even, the, the people that curse in front of my kids the most are either my parents <laughs> or Jen's parents all the time. I mean, it should. I can't. And I'm always saying, I'm like, please stop cursing in front of my my kids. And uh, you know, I mean, they're you know great. Well, great a quick parents, fix, and so. then we're gonna and then we're gonna let Joshua jump in. A quick fix, and, and, and I think this is the hardest thing with consistency, whether it's with your parenting partner, whether it's with caregivers, whether it's with relatives especially, because we never listen, um, and that is you can't necessarily get them to be consistent with your plan. Right. That is a sure struggle, yeah, right. I think. So what right. you can do is teach your children what you believe in. Right. And when you go and go, you know what? Your grandparents are okay with that language. I'm not. Right. And and I think there's a much better way of speaking. Now, again, I can re- rephrase that in a two-year-old way, in a three-year-old way, in a six-year-old way. But if you, if they have exposure to all of that and you interrupt the exposure with your kindness, your gentleness, your values, you really have a powerful teaching tool and one that may be a little less frustrating well, than trying to change yeah. the well, grandparents or in-laws. Jen says I do this thing that makes it much worse. It, like if there's something, like someone says a curse, like I immediately jump up and go, whoa, like, uh, <laughs> like that, and then, which I then draw attention to it instead of pretending it didn't happen. Well, and it's, <laughs> as you've all said one way or another, is your yeah. children are studying everything uh, you're yeah, doing. watching everything. And yeah. the whoa yeah, is probably that. adds a lot more theater. Right. To the look at that 
the grandparents and in-laws can press daddy's buttons. Yeah. And so now we can play everybody off against each right. other. So, I mean, you're just creating wonderful opportunities for humor. Just, just think, uh, in about 30 years, your kids are going to be at one of uh, Karen's podcasts. <laughs> right, yeah. saying the Telling same a story about dad, how dad used to say, jump whoa! <laughs> when you, you wouldn't let me when watch RoboCop. I'm so upset. He got to watch RoboCop. So I think it's kind of circular in that. But I mean, I agree with, with your... With your perspective, but it's just, it's funny how it's circular, how you kind of seem to get away from, um, as, you know, the, the things that you remember most about growing up as a, as a child is, is the, the things that you don't want to carry forward as right. a parent yourself. Right. Uh, at least that's, that's with me. But, um, yeah, so choosing anyway, what I, you want to teach rather than, right. than all the things you want to exclude them from, yeah. maybe. Right. Joshua, tell everybody about what you're bringing to this table. You know, I... <laughs> There's there's so much to take and so many <clears throat> good thoughts in terms of what everyone's bringing up and and you know I'd love to be able to answer and say okay guys here's what you need to do yeah, because us. you have the oldest yeah, no, at the table no, and you have twins honestly I mean twins. we talked before Karen and I talked before well we have the, way we, the term we use is triplets by marriage so we can talk about that Sounds explain good. that another time but <laughs> but I mean for us you know Anne and I work really hard at our relationship. Like, I mean, it is nonstop working at our relationship, with this, which is the core of our family. Okay, and well, let me interrupt here. Yes. What does that mean? What, what are the, how do you have time to work on, how do you time to we talk? We make time. How, everything. It, it's, every we have, day? We, we every have, week? We have, um, we both come from previous marriages, and that's, you know, we've been divorced before, and so we just have a, just our own perspective. I don't like to look at other people's, relationships or how they parent. I mean, we learn from it, but it's not to judge. I mean, because everyone has their own dynamic in terms of how they deal. Um, we've been through marriages that weren't successful. So for us, this has to work. And so we have to work every moment of every day hard at it. Um, you know, I have memories of what I did wrong in my previous marriage and has memories of what she did wrong. So we take every moment to try to work at that because at the core of our family, if we're not okay, if we're not working at our marriage and making sure that that is the focal point of our family, then our kids aren't okay. So do you and, always agree? Um, 99% of the time we do. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're blessed, but we, we work through it. When we don't, you know, we're, nothing is, nothing is left unsaid. Everything comes out. And, you know, ben was and your talking. house is still standing. Yeah, <laughs> it has to be. We're well, a GC, so you can rebuild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's so. a whole other conversation. But, but, and my number is not kidding. Um, but, I'll take it. Don't worry. But but anyways, so you know, I hear what Ben's saying, and, and listen, I'm I'm very similar in your in your way that I want like this bubble, and I want to protect our kids. But instead of kind of taking the opposite approach, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say things I shouldn't say, and then I'm going to talk to you about why I did that wrong. Um, our other our girls who are. Um, almost all 10 years old. We have two nine-year-olds uh, nine and a 10-year-old. And they say things. And my son hears. And we have to explain it to them. So everything is a teachable moment. Everything, there's no bubble because there's too much going on. Like, we can't afford to have a bubble. So the one thing that was interesting when we were talking before, and, you know, listen, I figure we have three girls. I got this parenting thing. I, I can handle it. I, I've been through it. Been divorced been through a new marriage, happy, all that, and then my son came, and everything got shattered. <laughs> my ego, I, fortunately I have a strong ego, but not enough that he can't shatter it in seconds. In seconds. You know, he, he'll come, you know, I'll say something to him, he goes, I don't like you, Daddy, get away from me. What, how old was he when he said that? He, two, and I just felt like he just doesn't like me he, very much, and I have to accept that. And instead, I'm like, I just have to work harder at it. I have to explain who I am. And once again, it's like saying, I got this. I, wh what do you mean? I've got three kids already. I, why shouldn't I have a son that likes me? I'm a likable person. who's fearless with three tweets. <laughs> talk, talk to these other three. Yeah, I'm like, forget it. <laughs> and so I just kept working. We just had a parent-teacher conference today. And I said uh, to Miss Jody, Finally, I think my, I mean, I don't, I don't try to get him to like me. It's not my job. My job is to parent, make him to be the best person he can be. But finally, I think he likes me. And that's in some ways satisfying, just because I feel like he's going to listen more often if he doesn't despise me. Did you do something 
over those two years? Was it just him growing into it? Was it relationship building, you and him? I mean, obviously you're juggling a lot, juggling a lot of needs with... I'm nonstop. I just, I, I keep going. I do everything. I mean, I, listen, I have my ADD moments. This phone is the worst part of it. But I just try with all, every ounce of who I am to, to make, to help him become the best person he can be. Um, and it's not, we take different approaches. I, I look at it, to me, it's, I have to keep growing myself. I have to keep working at myself every day. And if I improve myself as a person and can look at myself critically and say, I'm, I'm a better person today than I was yesterday, then I know that same influence is going to be on all my kids. Because that, I don't, my ego is not big enough that I'm like this perfect father. I have to tr- strive for that. And parenting and ego could be its own conversation, no, but no, it's a big one. I'm not available for that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> but I have a quote that I use from an infant educator, and she says, I quote it here regularly, and it is, all we ever really teach is ourselves. And so if you bring your best self or your flawed, flossom self to this equation. But you come with your sense of humor, you come with your ADD, you come with your, <laughs> your discipline, your analysis, you come with your gentleness and your sensitivity, you bring that and you share that bestness with your children, they are going to grow. They are growing to thrive. And then it's this collaboration, which is the really crazy part, because it's the part you can't control. And that is that you have a son that's hugely active, and, and he might test in some ways. And you have a son that likes to, like, go wink, wink, you know, and your son will get there. <laughs> so it's, they have this way, and, and we, the research is clear. It's, I mean, they've been studying you to a T. So they are reading your emotions before you even know it. Right brains read right brains. Before they are verbal, before they are logical, before they are literal, they're like, oh, daddy's getting stressed. Daddy's getting impatient. Watch me dig in my heels because that'll give me this inappropriate power where I can suck in the whole universe into my little two-year-old toddler preschool or teenage self. And it's like, whoa, I like that. But now I'm in quicksand. Now I'm in a hurricane. Now I can't function. So that's where I always say, you have to be smarter than your child. But you're never smarter than your child in the moment. Because if you if in the moment you're usually in reactivity mode. So unless you've like has a unless you have a plan, all right, when he pushes that button, I'm either gonna say this, this, and this, mean what I say, follow through, or I'm gonna disengage and come back when I'm ready. Or I'm gonna just breathe and get calm so that I can actually think about, yeah, Mr. Mr. Firefighter here. What do you know about firefighting that works with your son? Uh, not much, but I do work with a lot of guys that are actually like my son. They're immature, but so I know. I know, <laughs> and I hate to say it, but I, I know how, you know, I know how to do that. And, and usually I take a step back and say, okay, what is the goal of what we're trying to do today? You know, uh, 45 minutes to get out of the house this morning. I had to, you know, think about how to get him. I had him all day, and I loved it. And, you know, he he cried for his mom for, like, 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, well, that makes me feel about this big. (laughs) Uh, I I, I know. Um, And uh, I said, so, but but we can do all these. And I kept saying, we're going to do, and I go, okay, it is going to be really simple. I'm leaving. Bye. I love you. And I open the door. No, no, wait, wait. And he comes running to the door. I want to go. Well, I'm so glad. Oh, you want to go? Okay. Well, you got to go. Well, you got to put your pants on and your socks and shoes on. They don't want to see your diaper. So can we get dreaded? You going to take that? I don't want to do that. Okay. So I go, all right, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then I just kept thinking about how to, how do I change it to be a two-year-old and what does he want? Like, what exactly does he want? Does he want the attention? Does he want, you know, me to say, everything's going to be okay. Ema's going to come back home. She's only at school for an hour. Do you want to wait? Do you not want to go? And I was like, no, this is, and I wrote down, this is a teachable moment for him. And, and we're dealing with that now is when kids are mean to him. And I know Jenny had talked to you about it today. Yes, I do. And I'll get back well, to... Well, hold what that we, story, because okay, that's so, a big so story. So this morning... That's I a good said dad to, story. This morning I said to Asher, I said, you know, this is the time where you and I 
can have time together. I'm on vacation. Like I was telling these two gentlemen, I work 85 days a year. He doesn't see me for 24 hours. I'm on vacation for two straight weeks where I say to him, you have me. You, you have all of me. What do you? What would you like to do today? And this comes back to the fun dad. This and, comes to like, right. but I'm coming home from work. I want to be with you. Right. I'm with you. I'll give you a thousand percent. And he does when I when he hears when I pull into the driveway and he hears my uh, the garage door go up. By the time the door gets halfway, I see his feet right there in the garage yeah. waiting for me because right. mm-hmm. he knows that I'm coming home. So when I say to him, okay, it's time to go to sleep, are you going to be there in the morning? I'm going to be there. So this morning, I said, what would you like to do? Well, well let's, I want to go back to how you got him out the door. This is how hey, I got him out okay. the door. I said, what would you like to do? And he goes, I just, he said, Abba Wiyu, which is Abba and then fire truck. It's what the sound makes, so that's what he calls it, an Abba Wiyu. And I said, would you like to see an Abba Wiyu before we go to gymnastics? He goes, yes. And I said, okay, so... Let's pretend you're an Abba Wiyu, and we need to put your hose on. So that was the shirt. Then we need to put your your wheels on, which was the jet, which or the I'm sorry, the medical stuff. That's your shorts. Okay, let's get your let's get your um, your hose on, which is your socks. And then let's put your your brakes on and your wheels on, which are your shoes. Are you ready to go? Okay. And I said, "Bus is leaving," and he goes, "Okay, bus is leaving." And runs through the house. Bus is leaving. Nobody's in the house. He's just running through the house. Got him in the car. Put him in the car seat. Abba Wiyu. Off we went to the first fire station. And that's what I did. And I converted the whole 45 minutes of running after him and trying to <laughs> lasso him with a shirt. Talking <laughs> talk kids speak. Do, do, I mean, I hope you took a moment to realize how impressive what you did. <laughs> I did. Okay, because I'm, Cause I'm I was listening a, to him like, I was in a deep fantastic. sweat. And I'm going, okay, yeah. what's next? <laughs> Come on, I can do this. <laughs> you know? That's fantastic. And then, and then I said, all right, let's, and, and two days ago we had the same thing. He didn't want to get dressed to go to school. And I said, all right, let's be an airplane. So I took his shirt off. I said, Ema, we're coming down the runway. I need you to land the shirt. So I flew him into the <laughs> shirt. Okay, we're backing him up. We're backing up the, awesome. you know, the, the tow yeah. truck. We're backing up to pick up your pants. And we go back in. Okay, let's get your, you know, let's get your brakes on, which are your socks. Let's get your tires on, which are your shoes. I had to convert it to he loves transportation. He loves anything that has to do with flying, with planes, trains, automobiles, and ships. I converted my brain of me being the captain of a fire station and, and being in power and knowing I can control people to going, <laughs> no control over a two-year-old? Are you crazy? There's no control over them. And I had to convert it to where he could understand exactly what we were trying to do. I wanted to get him out of the house. I want to get him to the fire station. I, I'm very, very blessed that I can go, and anybody here can do this, can go to any fire station, knock on the door, and they'll let you go right on a fire truck. Yeah. I, I'm, and I'm blessed that the firefighters down the street know me because I've unfortunately had to work on a couple of uh, emergency scenes with them outside of my house, but I've been able to have a great rapport. So I go to any fire station, and they go, oh, you're Captain Berger from, and I go, yes, I am. And so we talk that way, and they go, hey, bring your son by any time. We'd, we'd love to have him. And they give him hats, and they give him this. And, and it was just, and then he lit up. And he's like, Ima who? You're speaking <laughs> you know? his language. But I'm, I'm identifying with you know, him. What I'm impressed with is that you found a way essentially to to reason with in somewhat irrational in minds. speak, in kid right. logic. Or what would be unro- ir- right. irrational or illogical to us. And you found a way to connect and get him to have understand the, the, you know, that there was an expectation that, uh, that he could be gratified if he followed through with what you wanted him to do. Right. And, it was a, and it's that, a boundary that we... You know, as my wife and I are trying to do, is he pushes those boundaries because he's two and he's going to push those boundaries. And when he's three, he's going to push them. And when he's 30, he's going to push those boundaries. That's just what we're expecting. And so, you know, he does that and he feeds off of the both of us and our emotions. When you said, Josh, when you said that, you know, you're working on your relationship with your wife, I come from, I was divorced once. So I come with my baggage of having the failure of the first marriage to this beautiful marriage that I have. And I have to work on myself. And I have to work on my relationship, my communication with my wife, because my son feeds off of that emotional moves. Anytime he knows that I'm sad, he'll come up to me and give me a hug. He... Every time he knows that my wife is sad, he'll come up to you know her and give her a hug and ask her, "Are you okay?" Or Ima's sad or Abba's sad, and we tell him. I haven't been and I've never done that before because I didn't realize until I spoke to Karen that I can tell my son how I feel. 
I can say, hey, Abba's not feeling well today. You know, I'm going to take an extra couple of minutes to sleep. Or, you know, Asher, I'm, I, had, I had a great... He turned to me three weeks ago as Abba, I had a great day with you today. He's two and a half. And he turned to me at the dinner table. I just, I looked at my wife and I started to cry. And she goes, you're right? I go, I'm very emotional. <laughs> I'm just, I'm an emotional. And we're talking about his, we're, we're doing an up sharing. And she was reading, uh, we're going to cut his hair at age three, which is a, a it's a beautiful, significant moment in, in a child's life. And <laughs> she's reading the passage that Rabbi Englander gave us. And I'm sitting there at the table and I'm crying. She goes, what's wrong? I go, I'm a mess. Just don't, don't talk to me right now. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm understanding that he's, they use the great comparison that, our, you know, a human being and a tree start the same way. They start with a seed. And then they grow and they get arms. And then they grow and they get leaves. And they grow and they, and they get taller and taller and taller. And it was a great symbiotic way of looking at, that I'm looking at my son and she's reading this and I'm just sitting there and I'm crying. I'm going, I'm going to be a mess of that up Sharon really badly. I'm not going to get, and at his bris I cried, at my son's bris I cried, and I couldn't get through my speeches. But I want him to know that it's okay for me to cry Absolutely. and still be his dad. That's a big generational right. change because and it wasn't... It wasn't. It was of, never allowed. We can almost say, and once yes. again, it's not to judge anyone else's no. parents, but that's not how it was. It was I'm the you same can't way, cry. I'm the same way. Right. That, Don't show yeah, your emotions. Yeah. Because yeah. you yeah. said yeah. teaching about emotions and emotional yeah. literacy is so right. big in your I'm house. Go, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I, I have those moments and I can't hide it. My, my girls see me and they're like... Why are you crying? I'm like, I, it's just who I am. Like, I, right. I show emotion. And, and right. to, for kids to see it, I mean, you see with your son. Like, right. you see, he's so perceptive. I mean, it's, I, I don't know him, for, but he sees everything. And to be in touch with that, you know, it's 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 that tough balance because there's a perception of men, if they show emotion, then they're not as strong. Right. And, and it's that. And my well, wife I, reiterates that. Yeah. If you show emotion, you are strong. Exactly. Because it shows exactly. him that he can Absolutely. cry. He can be, be okay. upset. Yep. And use your words. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm yes. this. And he does that. And he says that. That's pretty cool. And I want him to. And that's part of what I'm. I'm I hate to say this, but I'm following my wife's lead on that because like I said, I'm gone for 24 hours and things change in 24 hours. But why does it have to be, I mean, why does it have to be your wife's lead? Because I, because I don't like reading things and I don't like reading no. stuff. <laughs> I, I listen to her podcast and I read her stuff, but it's, it's, I'm starting to now understand that I also have a voice in this relationship. I have a voice as being a parent and that's me, she goes, I think it's recommended to read certain things, and then I've reached out to Karen, and she goes, you should read this, 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 and this, and I, and then I read it, but I used to never read it. But, but even if, even if you are learning from your wife, it's not, and I'm, once again, I'm not, I know, I understand, but it's not necessarily your wife's lead. Right. Because we you don't want to, moms okay. to be the because, gatekeepers because you, anymore. I mean, for, once again, I'm right, kind no, of no, understanding what you're saying, that, that if you're saying that you are, Learning from your wife, I'm the same way. I learn a ton from her. But I then interpret it differently okay. and how I act it out is different. So while I'm learning from her, I don't she doesn't she's the same she will say to me, Josh, you have to speak up too. She wants that from me. If I just follow her lead, then I'm not the parent I want to be. Right. And I get the sense that you it have is. your own opinions too. There are. So and you're learning from so. her, but you're not it's right. it's not like you're doing everything the same. Because I don't know I mean, I know I don't know who else is going to come up with the creativity that you came up with in your son is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. I mean, so the like, respect okay, how, for so your partner that's something is that huge. I don't know if your wife comes up with, but certainly you do. We do, and we we, we balance ourselves out. You know, same thing with brushing his. I'm teeth saying, give yourself like, credit. That's all. I'm no, no, and I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, and then there are certain things that I don't, but I but I, I should, uh, uh, you know. As and I knowing that even though they're young, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back to Grant in terms of the. Um, Finding your own voice in this, yeah. because you started with you know like I'm I'm the new guy here. Yeah. But again, it's a hundred percent on your shoulders. I mean, we had one when we did the grandparent podcast. The grandparents were like, "No, no, I have forty years experience. Why aren't why isn't my son listening to me?" And it's like you can have eighteen months experience. You can have one month experience. But these are your choices to make. Yeah. So how, how do you own this your way? Well, I definitely, I value the input that I get from my parents and my wife's parents. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that I take it all the time. But obviously, they, <laughs> they've seen a thing or two. And I definitely uh, value it a lot. But what, what we like to do is, or what, what I like at my household, is really, I think if, um, 
a united front is the wrong word to use, but but a, a, a united approach to parenting is is what we would like to take. And in that way, I kind of defer in a lot of ways to my wife, or at least I let her, maybe I don't defer to her, but I let her tell me, I, I, you know, you can't have two chefs in the kitchen. I let her be the chef and, the I'm, and I take, and I take, yeah, and I, and I take the marching orders. And when I feel like there's something that could be done differently, believe me, I, 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 uh, discuss that with her, but otherwise I'm happy. I know that if there's nothing else in this world, what my wife is thinking is in the best interest of my child. And, you know, I better take that seriously, her, her opinion. So I try and to... baby number two is going to shift this around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great question. That was just very blissful. This may sound like a different question, but I'm, I'm really curious. How has being an attorney shaped you as a parent? <sighs> Ooh, can we circle <laughs> every, back to that? Every, every, every kid has a I think, contract. I, no, no, seriously. I'll, I mean, I'm I, I think, yeah. well, I've, I'm... Um, my practice, which, which involves litigation, involves a lot of... Um, Finding the truth, or or trying to find your version of the truth, and trying to ask very explicit uh, questions, yes. and expecting very direct responses. That's why when we started, just before we started this podcast, with Karen, so she she had, takes the exact opposite approach. I, I took <laughs> took a step back and got a little uh, queasy. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, um, okay. so I like to look at things very very directly. Um, you know, in I guess. It maybe I actually need to take a step back from that and not have the expectations that you're always going to have a concrete question with a concrete answer. But I do try to analyze things in that way and, um, you know, really try to take maybe emotion out of it and think what's in the best interest of the child of, of, and of our family and for myself. And I try to look at it in that in a more of a, an objective way. I know that that's a very, you know, nuanced or an answer that, that doesn't give you know, very much specifics, but that really is my approach is I, I tend to be a very, very um, uh, direct person and I expect to get direct, you know, hard facts, maybe like an engineer as well. Yeah. Um, and that's what I look for and that's how I try to base my decision making on. And uh, unfortunately, that what that ends up leaving out is maybe some emotional aspect that probably needs to get brought brought back in, but but I think my wife helps bring back the emotional aspect. Yeah. Big shout out to Holly on that. <laughs> well, and I do believe that dads, even of all sorts, are really good at playing. So you do oh, yeah. bring a play factor because um, I think that that comes with the territory. Um, but I think that that self reflection it is really this the strategy that I was pointing to you when you know how to get out of the house. It's what works, what doesn't work, you know, and each child, each situation is like, is this working? And if you feel like there's a common frustration every day at the same time, then it's like, hmm, maybe we got to tweak this a little bit. Maybe we have to shift the, the script a little bit. Maybe. I decided to dress Asher while he's still sleeping. So when he wakes up, oh, look, I'm in my clothing. I'm ready to go. Uh, I've known uh, parents who've done it. There are no rules. Uh, you know, when he was ready to go out the door and he didn't have his stuff, I was like, great, just put him in the car and grab the stuff. And bring same it thing, along. Same thing with Suntan Lotion. You know, he doesn't like it. We just lock just, him in his car seat. We just do it. You just need like those rip away suits. That I'm thinking. I'm thinking the same way. You just ching <laughs> like this, like the basketballs. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let you jump back into this. Where are you in the what you bring to this and how the partnership um, works for you? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm very impressed by uh, your your you know your tactic there. I mean, I'm, I'm actually impressed that. You didn't end up just saying, you know, if you get dressed, I'll we'll go to Dunkin' Donuts. And, you know, I, and I try so hard to not to to be the parent that bribes. And I even sometimes, you know, I I you know get I, I'll see Jen comes home and she's got donuts, and I'm thinking it's like the third time this this week. Like, come on, like, what is it that he wants? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, she's spends more time with them, it's a little bit easier for me to say, you know, don't do that. Maybe and, they just like donuts. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, so where are you finding but, yourself in your your sense of yourself as a dad with both children? Uh, Same, different, changing, evolving? Yeah, it, it evolves. I mean, I, it, it's interesting because I work from home, so I'm... I'm basically just, I'm there for every single thing that's going on. Like, Jen doesn't really have to say, hey, this is what happened when you were, when you were in the office. And, uh, 
you know, it makes things a little difficult because they'll just, you know, they'll knock on the door and uh, uh, Elijah, our youngest, just started walking and now he's opening up doors and he's, <laughs> and, and I'm telling I it's like I don't even work anymore. I just sit there. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, t- I tell Jen, I, she's like, what'd you do today? And I was like, well, I sent clients a bunch of emails apologizing that I didn't get work done. And then I, ma- I made these other dates that I said I was going to get it done. And then th- those dates come and I send another apology. And it's... I love it. It's the new dad. It's, yeah. the, it's the hands-on involved um, dad. Yeah. That, um, it's a whole new territory. And you guys are writing new scripts for yeah. this. I'm actually, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing a good job, I think, with where we are with at their age Sam's going to be three soon Elijah's just one and I'm 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 doing a good job here I think it I I look to the future uh, and that worries me and That's I Robocop uh, yeah well you know I see some of these these kids are very active in sports and I am the the most unathletic <laughs> person on the planet and it's so and the worst thing about it is like I you know I'm I'm tall guy and decent shape and people look at me and they you know they think if I'm holding a baseball bat I'm probably gonna swing it yeah swing it (laughs) I'm not it's gonna be the most embarrassing thing you've ever seen and you know I just I I remember once I was a kid and I I saw this uh this father he was in the batting cage and he was just missing every time he swung he just missed and it was and then the bat flew out of his hands and it was just and the and the kid was so embarrassed and all this stuff and now here I am in a couple years I'm gonna be so I'm uh (laughs) you know I'm just worried I'm more nervous toward yeah Exactly. I'm more nervous about not knowing how to deal with a kid that might be a little bit, a little bit older because I, I can handle all the stuff that, you know, he wants to be a doctor or a, a firefighter and all, and, you know, we will go rescue the cat in the, in the tree and we, I, I know how to do, you know, so I, I can do that. I can, we can pretend to be the chef together. We can do, you know, we, I can be the patient. He can, he can do the checkup. And I, this stuff I, I get. So I get a If little... your children turned out to be <laughs> athletic, if your children turned out yeah, to be will. different oh, from I you, know they will. there's yeah. no doubt that you will be there supporting them in who they are. <laughs> You'll be in the batting cage right next to them. Yeah, Come on, yeah. it'll be the same thing. I know. And they'll be happy that they're better than you at right. this. Right. I mean, exactly. Go ahead, Joshua. No, we went. I mean, I'm thinking of a few examples of that. Yeah. There's things that in my childhood I just couldn't overcome. It just it wasn't in the cars. It didn't work out for me. I don't know why. Like, um, going on rides. Like I just I'm not. You know, we oh, we yeah. go to Disney. I am not. You know, like. There's kids that love going rides. It was not me. Yeah, me too. And our kids want to go, and I have to get over it. Oh, like, yeah. I, I go because I'm like, I, I and I, I'm, you know, cover my eyes. I just am not good the at that. The things you'll do for your but children. But yeah, I just have to overcome it. be scared. I and know. it's like, and I, I think that's part of what I said before about, like, evolving and keep growing and that I just, I can't stop. And no matter what I am as a person I was yesterday, tomorrow I have to be better not just for myself and my wife, but for my kids too. Because they're teaching yeah. you, they're helping so, you. I mean, they're not have, forcing yeah. you down that path yeah. if you don't no. want to go. You're allowed to say no. But you want to expose them. Like, I want to expose them to things and, and let them overcome the things that I couldn't handle. That's yeah. okay. And luckily you have a, you, you know, Jen is that mom that's going to say, I'll cover you on this. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty fearless. Yeah. She's a big risk taker. Well, we, are, we, we have, so. we've been having this talk recently. We, we feel that Sam, our, our oldest, is not very confident. And uh, so we're, I always say, like, I have to be confident around him. He needs to see a really, like, confident, like, male figure, you know. And, and I can't show any fear. And, you know, even, like, one time I was just, like, I was holding him and there was like this, he goes, what's that on your arm? And there was this giant insect on my arm and every ounce of me was like, oh God, oh my God. I just wanted to like freak out and run and go hide under the covers for like six months. But I was just looked at that bug and I was like, can't do that. I was like, oh look, a bug. And I just like, I just like well, got it right off. And, I, I, and it was this really like, you know, and so he thought I was like this cool dad that, you know, could could handle that and uh but I really you know that was yeah I mean here's what I know about confidence in children and then and then I'm going to pass it back if you want to talk about confidence um what I know and it comes back to the all we ever really teach is ourself if you want him to have confidence you let him know that who he is is more than enough and that he's exactly okay the way he right. is. And, and, and that's the, the big part. It's, it's when you have to pretend to be something else, when you have to be the dad that doesn't cry. 
yeah. um, because dads don't cry or dads right. don't scream at bugs. No, no they <laughs> you don't. know, you can be the dad that screams at bugs, <laughs> and you can own that. <laughs> ben, every time I see you, I'm going to think of Robocop and that bug. Yeah. 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 You, you guys are going to be notorious after this. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, there are so many stories I know that are percolating out there, and I wish I could yeah. hear them all today. But we will bring you all back, uh, right. if you're willing. Uh, but in the meantime, let's do our wrap-up, and it's always the same. How have you got this? Being the dads you choose to be, honoring who you are, um, living up to your expectations, conquering those doubts. Um, how have you got this for right here, for right now? Joshua, they're pointing at you. <laughs> uh, they're pointing at all different directions. It's not, it's not just as me. I, I have no choice. I have to. I have to, you know, it's, I have a responsibility that, that is more important than myself. You know, I, I have to be there to be the, the best I can be and get through those bug moments, get yeah. through those things as you did. I mean, that's, that's, and the roller coasters, and, and yeah. And how to bring my kid downstairs when he doesn't want to. I mean, we find a way. Yeah. And that... Is, is perfect because it's all the unknowing and you still find the way and the commitment to find the way. Can I build off that? Yes, please. I, I agree with you. You, know, you have to, but also I've got to say that it's, I want to. It's, it's born on the, the, so far the best time of my life. And, so, and of course, maybe I'm speaking early. I'm only dealing with a one-and-a-half-year-old, but I, I have a new reason to come home every day um, and it's just really exciting for me. And... Uh, and I'm loving it, and I guess I want to uh, be a part of my son's life um, uh, as much as you know a lot. But all, you know, I want I want him to become and, and be raised into uh, become a, a very good person, and I want to do the appropriate things. So I guess what I have to do is sometimes take a look, ba- uh, step back, and reflect, do a little self reflection. See, you know. Am I making sure that the choices I'm making aren't just the best for right now, just for you know the good time that we're having right now, but the best in developing him into the future without without being too crazy about it? But but you know that kind of self reflection I think is necessary. I love it. Thank you, Thanks. Ben. Yeah, you know I just uh, I I you know I just want him to I want him to be happy. You know I. I yeah, I, every you turn on the news and it's one horrible story after another, and you know every, you you encounter everywhere you go, you encounter you know you morons and people who drive. And you one more time, how you got this? Have I got this right? So, <laughs> so, so I just. How do think, you know you you're up to that? Well, be, you are. because I just uh, you know I I love spending time with them, and I think that the the more time I spend with them, the more that he'll. Uh, He'll be that, you know, that sensitive, uh, you know, citizen that, uh, that uh, you know, that wants to work hard and, and be compassionate. And, and uh, you know, I, I think you just see it all the time. You, you, can t- you see people who, whose parents didn't, you know, spend as much time with them, and you see parents that do. That do. I mean, I have uh, an uncle who, uh, he's got four kids, and... He works very hard, and he he spends so much time with his children and teaching them things and and just talking to them, and all four of them turned out great. So I think that all you can do is just be there be and, and uh, yeah. you know talk to them and play with them and have good times, and I think that the rest will uh, you know fall into place. I believe it. <laughs> okay. You came with the questions. You came with the anxiety. Peter, how have you I got I came this? with the anxiety because I was interviewed by you. It had nothing to do with the anxiety of being on the podcast. Um, I just want to say before uh, I, I give my final statement, basically, is that uh, I do appreciate um, your honesty from all three of you. Um, it has uh, given me uh, new light and new understanding. And, and, you know, I... I have my ADD moments too, but in the last three weeks, when I'm with my boys, this doesn't show up anywhere near my hand. I want to enjoy every single moment that I have with them. It is making me realize what I truly want in life, and that is to be home every night with them. I don't want to miss a moment. 
when I was laid up a couple of months ago, I had the opportunity to watch my youngest sit up. I had the opportunity to watch him smile. I had the opportunity of listening to my oldest son start using different words. I know that I can do this. I know that I can do it. I do a hell of a lot better than what my father did. I know that. And I'm and to be honest, you know, my oldest is named for him because he's passed. And he will know what my father, who he was, but he's not going to know the kind of father he was because I'm not him. And I know that I have to take credit for certain things and I know that I have a voice in this. You know, and, and it truly is. I love my wife and she does an amazing job with them and completely active and I, God, I, I thank her for the days that I'm not home, how she can do it with two. But, you know, when I'm with them... I want to spend as much time as I possibly can with them. Um, I don't want them to take a nap because I want to spend that hour with them, you know, uh, and, and have that fun and, and enjoy. And, and, you know, yes, I did pose the question in the dad's point of view, and um, it, it really shows me that I can do this. And I am, I'm, I'm the best dad that I can be. Uh, and I'm going to evolve, just like everybody else in the room has evolved. I, I, I'm afraid of bugs. I'm afraid of snakes, too. I, I hate roaches. No. Salamanders? I'm a, uh-huh. I'm a northerner. So I don't ride rides. I don't ride roller coasters. Even with my wife tricking me, and she's done that a couple of times, to ride roller coasters with her at Disney. I don't do that. And I analyze. And I take emotion out of everything. Because that's what I do. That's what I was taught how to do. But I don't want to do that. I want to so, show my sons that I can cry and that it's okay to cry. And hug them and kiss them, even though they don't want to. The public displays of affection. They don't want that, 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 no, 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 no. No, I'm giving you a hug in front of them because I want to give you a hug. And I'm going to give you a kiss because that's what I'm going to do. And it makes me feel better and warms my heart. And I know that eventually they will understand why we're doing that. As is, I, somebody asked us, somebody asked me recently, what do you want for your kids? And I said, I want them to be happy and the best boys that and best men they possibly can be. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. That's all I care about. Because I come from that side of, I have to protect, I have to do this, I have to do this. I want them to be as well-rounded as they possibly can. That's all I want. It's all I wish for. And if I can be just a small part of that, then I've made my, I've made my, uh, my mark on them. And that's what it was. I just, you know, I wanted to hear from other dads to hear exactly if, and, and it's not a right or wrong. It's a, okay, I'm in the same boat. Okay, good, uh, good. I'm not on this island by myself. <laughs> I'm not doing this by myself. And it was really nice. So uh, I do appreciate you guys, you know, again, for your honesty. It's, it's just wonderful. I thank you wholeheartedly. I am so happy that your children have each of you as their fathers. And I know the world is a better place and the future is a better place because you guys are changing it for us. Thank you very much. Thanks, Karen. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait, we're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.